0: What up, Drinkers? That's right, another episode of Music and Brews with Johnny and Brian. Uh, This week, we have something a little different for y'all. This is not an artist. This isn't even someone in the actual music industry at all. This isn't a manager or anything. This is Adam Smith of the Nashville Music City Brew Hop, which is a brewery tour uh, based here in Nashville. And basically it's one of those, you know, you get on a trolley and they drive around all these breweries, but with a twist. And we dive all into that. He's one of the only guys doing this, um, and it's super cool. Uh, my family, and we talk about this, my family had actually just done it and had a blast on it, and then we found out we were interviewing him, and we were like, wow, how cool. Um, yeah, so like I said, this is not uh, – well, we talk about how – drinking and music and stuff it's all intertwined you know in nashville and stuff and and like he points out and uh it's hilarious that we always we call it music a bruise but we don't really talk about bruise which he's totally right we don't talk about bruise a whole lot so it was really cool to have someone on that's that's not only um you know is is Founded this thing, the Music City Brew Hop, which is super cool in itself. But this isn't just about like, the money part or anything. Like He is legitimately passionate about brews, um, about Nashville. He's local, you know what I mean? He, wa- he loves this city, and it's just so cool to talk to someone from here doing something that he's passionate about and and he is so knowledgeable way more than me and johnny about brews and um the histories and stuff like that so it's really cool and um we hope that you have as much fun listening as we had uh being a part of it because it was a blast uh so make sure you check out and if you come to nashville or in nashville do the music city brew hop um it, it's super amazing <laughs> it sounds like a blast And you know what? Me and Johnny, hopefully soon we're going to be part of it. He invited us on. So, you know, keep an eye. Follow us on all the Instagrams and Twitters and stuff because we'll post it as soon as we get on that because we 100% are going to take him up on that offer. And we can't wait. So make sure you check them out. Check us out. Uh, Give us some likes and follows. And tell us, uh, you know, tell your friends about us and get help us get some more listeners you know we need we need some more listens and friends and people reaching out and we love all of our listeners so thank you to everyone who listens regularly and um i hope that you guys enjoy this unique episode of music and brews a brew heavy episode this is adam smith with music city brew hop tours grab your drink and let's do it
1: oh Hey guys! Hey, what's, what's happening? Up? Hey, man! It's been a long time since I've been on a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, it, I will say once once things started opening up, it started dropping off quite a bit. But we still use it uh, every week, so we're getting used to it now.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
2: Yeah, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good. I am uh, tired, but definitely good. Yeah. And, Trying to run a business with a couple of kids, and <laughs> they were they're in like camps, and one's starting uh what is it orientation for school this week? So it's it's all coming back, and it's coming quick. I'm
2: coming busy. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Summer's ending. Is this yeah. your uh,
1: a home bar area? It is. I've got. I'm, I'm, I do beer, but I'm big on uh, whiskey. Yeah, I'm nice. looking at all
2: those Wellers, the Blatts, Russells, damn. Yeah, I'm, uh, ooh, oh, yeah. that old Forester. That old Forrester is real good that I see right there. Dude,
1: all yeah, all of it's really good. Yes. Uh, I, I've been I've been in that arena for I don't know. I'd say four years now. Um, I'm a member of this thing called JB's Whiskey House, which I don't know if you guys have heard of that in Nashville. It's a kind of like a, a private type club, which we're a 501 3C nonprofit, um, where there's about 100 members of us. We have 24 access to a house with about 4,200 open bottles of whiskey. fuck? Wow. Uh, yeah, we we host, uh, we do, I think we raise 750 We raised about $800,000 last year for charities Uh, So we like donate whiskey tastings And uh, tours of the house And all kinds of stuff
2: Oh that's freaking awesome Good lord (laughs) So
1: but my days of chasing whiskey are done What you see on these shelves is what I have And what I'm going to drink uh, Probably over the next Say like five, six years Yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just
2: slowly but surely go through them
1: (laughs) Yeah Um,
2: That's awesome man
1: How's the audio? Can you guys hear everything?
2: Oh, it sounds great. Do you guys hear sounds me good? good.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, everything's good. I uh, the only reason I ask is because I have hosted two podcasts in the past, and uh, that was the biggest thing for us was like audio, especially when we were interviewing uh, people and making sure that we wanted to get everything right. Yeah. But uh, they were fun, and I honestly don't envy. What you guys do right now, especially whoever's editing anything. Um, so that's that guy over there. Yeah, it's we. I, I did not personally edit the podcast, the, the two programs that we had, but I sat through that process, and it was excruciating listening to yourself talk for hours on end
2: it's the worst thing in the world the the (laughs) few times that i've had to edit i was like i hate this i have to listen to myself wait uh i record
0: i I record like demos and stuff for people and stuff like that and i've recorded so many songs myself so i'm i'm used to my own voice i think i don't
1: mind it (laughs) i mean i am too at this point but like going back and having to edit out well, we were very particular. So editing out all the likes or butts or, um, oh, yeah. like oh, I mean, we would get hardcore. serious with it. Uh, cause we tried to, when you, you record for like an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes and you try to edit that down to 35 minutes. I mean, you're cutting out a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, um, but I like what you guys do, man. I've, I've heard, uh, at least three episodes oh, at this okay. point. Yeah, so, as you can see,
2: we're pretty we just let it roll and we go with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
2: I uh I, I still am not used to hearing my own voice. It's just you know, it's too too awesome. So it's just, it's kind of hard to listen to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. Totally.
1: Um,
2: um, beautiful. So first question, really quick. So on here, it says Loft and Lee. Want to make sure, uh, like...
1: Oh, sorry. That's that's the uh, parent company name. Like, what? basically, I opened an LLC, and it's Loft and Lee LLC, which are my two kids' middle names. And uh, it's oh, doing... Yeah. Doing business as Music City Brew Hop, so it's Music City Brew Hop.
2: Yeah, beautiful. Line. For some reason,
1: Adam Smith. Just, oh, there you go. That, yeah. hey, that works even better.
2: Because at some point, I'll be like, "So locked in, and I'll be like, "Wait, yeah, no, sorry."
1: <laughs> be familiar with it. Beautiful.
2: Um, well, let's go ahead and get rocking. We normally start off with a little, with a little shot and a cheers, uh, and we just a little. Uh, get to it i we're really excited to hear about this really we love diving into like the different aspects of nashville music scene brew scene and obviously it's going to be a much more of a brew scene kind of a thing but let's go ahead uh uh, hold on one second i'm gonna give myself a little little something what what are you guys drinking uh, oh, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay, all We're right, all cool. going to get to that. Don't I'm worry. Prepared,
1: I'm prepared for it. Like I said, I've listened to the podcast before, oh, okay. so I'm, I've got everything set up in the uh, chronological order here.
2: Well, go ahead and get yourself a, a, a shot if you want to do a shot, and then uh, and and we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, talk about what we're we're shooting. Oh, he's going to get a good one. This sucks.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't suck. What do you What are you shooting? Oh, I'm shooting tequila,
2: but okay. no, uh,
1: tequila is great.
2: Casadores.
1: There you go. What are you doing, Brian? Are you doing Johnny, anything? I'm not doing anything right now.
0: Uh, you know what? A, a tequila shot might do me well. I'm a little did sick. Your, did That's your why mother, we're doing this
1: separate.
2: Did your mother not teach you anything?
0: Yeah, Come on. Whenever I was sick, my mom would be like, you need a shot of tequila. And I'm like, all right.
1: That sounds like an awesome mom. Uh,
2: Mexican
1: mom. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me get a shot. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is, it's called Tumbling Dice. It's called. Um, Straight bourbon, high rye mash bill, single-barrel whiskey. It's 117, oh, it's oh. 117 proof. Uh, it actually is distilled in... Uh, so, it's MGP. So, um, out of all the distilleries in Kentucky, and, like, before I started running a uh, beer tour company, I, I ran a high-end whiskey and bourbon distillery tour company. Okay. Um, so... MGP is out of Indiana. Most people think bourbon comes from you know Kentucky spe- specifically. Uh, it can be Tennessee bourbon. It's just the way Kentucky bourbon's made. But um, MGP is, stands for Midwest Grain Products out of Indiana. They're the ones who kind of get all of the smaller distilleries started, right? So. Like, um, when you think about Whistle Pig, or oh, yeah, see, when you think about uh, Nashville Barrel Company, which is now a big thing, it's actually my favorite whiskey out right now. Uh, High West Distillery out of Utah, but they're probably love,
2: love High West,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they got like the winter midwinter's night dram and like uh, the, the high-rise <laughs> stuff, but. MGP supplies all of that bourbon until their actual distillate can reach four years old. So, you know, in order to be in bourbon or whiskey, uh, it has to be, you know, uh, aged in new charred barrels for a minimum of four years. So, Until that brand has their own distillate in those barrels for four years, they have to sell something to, like, increase their brand. So that's where MGP comes in, so they supply that, and their mash bill usually sits around um, uh, between 20 and 40% rye. It's very distinct, and uh, it's probably my favorite bourbon out there, even though they're, like, supplying the whole country. Uh, They do it great. And then followed by Heaven Hill and Four Roses. Those are my next two. So anyway, shots... I don't don't do glasses, so. (laughs) Cheers!
2: All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Breakin', and as always, I have my co host, Brian
0: Michaels. Oh, what up, bro?
2: Via Zoom. Six.
0: That's right. Not Did feeling well. Not feeling a hundred, but you convinced me to take a shot at tequila. So
2: some would say being a little bitch, but Hopefully you know, have a <laughs> <laughs> <It's> uh, <true. laughs> Well, we'll go ahead and jive in. Uh we're super excited. We have an awesome guest today. Um Excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. That tequila all of a sudden hit me a little harder. Uh, uh, we have an awesome guest today. He is the owner operator of Music City Brew Hop, uh, and we are excited to hear a little bit about this business and as well as a little bit about the culture in Nashville. So let's give a round of applause, which we will definitely hear for Mr. Adams.
1: <coughs> hey guys, uh, definitely happy to be on the on the show today.
2: Yes, we are so excited. When you reached out, we were like, well, "This is going to be really interesting. Very different than what we normally do." So we love it. Yeah,
1: I just figured you guys did way too much music and not enough brews. I mean, you have your brews part, and don't get me wrong. And I've heard the podcast before. You you crack a beer in the beginning. You talk about it. You guys did the, the Predators Beer Fest, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. when I was scrolling through your podcast, it was mostly music. So I thought, let's bring the brews back into this thing.
2: Yes. Nice. Yeah. We did do a top 10 list of our favorite beers, which I'm sure has already changed 10, or 10 times at this point. So, yeah, that was one of the few times we actually did purely brews and bacon, eggs, and kegs. So we got a little bit of everything there. I need to
1: go back and listen to the top 10 of your brews. Uh, I've not heard that episode. However, I have to bring this up and just to get this out of the way so we're all transparent with each other. Uh-oh. I did listen to your top 10 most overrated bands. I believe oh, it was no! episode 50. Uh- <laughs> Crap, we
2: had so actually to it.
1: <laughs> and I have to say, I agree with a lot of what you said. However, uh-huh. there was one specific artist that I did not agree with. I can't remember which one of you had it. 110 and 170. Uh, most overrated artist, uh, was the artist formerly known as and previously known as Prince.
2: Prince. Oh, I yeah, knew it, yeah, I knew you were gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew I, you were
1: gonna say that. I, I took small but large issue with that. <laughs> I know it, I know it.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I just, listened. I was just having a conversation about that very thing with my wife recently. <laughs> How so
1: nice. I listened to uh your arguments and you know I I I listened. Uh I <laughs> but do not agree. I could not agree. That is <laughs> to me and to a couple of my friends, it is he is like the top of everything that, that so music clear. music defines and if I can say anything, and let's not dwell on this, because I know we got a lot to get to, but I have to say that if you guys have ever heard the quote or the uh, the conversation that somebody had with Eric Clapton one time, do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. no Where uh, he was interviewed, and they said, what's it like being the best guitarist in the world? And he said, I don't know. Go ask Prince. And that came straight from Eric Clapton. Yeah, um, yeah. But no from Batman, the the original Batman soundtrack to, you know, you know, let's go crazy. I mean, Prince defined so much. And my only regret is not being able to see him live when I had a ticket and I decided not to go to the concert. Oh, so no. Why? yeah, uh, I, it was in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was actually probably three months before he died. And, um, I that, That's still one of the biggest regrets of my life uh, I cannot remember the reason I didn't go But, you know, things yeah. happen yeah. That, yeah, that
2: is one thing Like, even if I'm not his biggest fan I would still go see him Because it has to be a spectacle <laughs> It has to
1: be <laughs> Yeah, sure.
0: And it's true, like, almost every I don't know if I mentioned it in that But uh, our favorite producer, Max Martin He, um He constantly is quoting uh, Prince or his music and and talking about how big of an influence he was to Max Martin, like my favorite person. So it's like, obviously, he's definitely
2: so important.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but, but with all that said He's overrated Anyway no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding <laughs> Oh that's so funny I don't think I've ever expected to get called out On a list that we've done That was awesome If there was right. any,
0: If there was any It would have been that one it was yep.
2: yeah <laughs> that, we, we all knew it would be that one. Yep. Oh man well adam uh well first off let's talk about what we're drinking so adam you already gave a little bit of of it and we'll we'll uh, if you wouldn't mind just saying it again i mean we'll, we'll intercut that whole story that you gave us because that was awesome information uh but what were you shooting and what are you uh, drinking for for a brew oh.
1: Oh, no, we're, we're drinking brews. So this is music and brews. So what I have right here, um, I don't know if it's fresh off the line, but you can definitely still get it. There is uh, Southern Griss Brewing Company, which is nice. one of my favorite in Nashville. So they uh, they have a beer called Live and Let Love. It is a unfiltered Pilsner-style lager with lime juice, lime peel, and a hint of sea salt. Uh, very refreshing and uh Definitely 4.6 APV. So it's uh, something you can crush two or three of. So that's what I'm going to drink while we do this podcast today.
0: Hell yeah. Nice,
2: nice,
0: nice, nice. Um, Uh, Go ahead, Brian. I'll do mine. I'll let you you finish this off, Johnny. So I am drinking something. So again, I I talk about this on podcasts, but Kroger does this thing where, you know, you can take (laughs) six beers for 10 bucks. Sometimes hey johnny you did Hey, it.
2: i got one.
0: Oh yeah but sometimes somebody screws up and puts a bunch of expensive beers in there and so i get like normally they sell a four pack of these for like 14 15 bucks but they'll put them in the ten dollar section so you get six for ten so i went with that and uh this one for some there's like three rotating beers at my local kroger from this uh b- company called trim tab trim tab brewing yep um uh, you know this one it's out of birmingham alabama Um, They have IPA I got an IPA in here too But this one I've had all weekend And it's fantastic It's called uh, The Imperial Paradise Now A triple raspberry Berliner Weiss Nice It's like 8.5% (laughs) 8.2% But it's a sour It's delicious
2: I love it Doice um all right so i i did the same thing except i didn't like find expensive ones i just grabbed a bunch (laughs) of them and i was like sure 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 uh so i'm starting with uh the traffic ipa uh from crosstown brewing company uh that it's in memphis so it is uh i've only just tried it it's not my favorite ipa but it's good it's just a little maltier than what i normally like but it's very but it's 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 like nice to hazy it's good will you show that cam a little closer johnny got a cool it's got a cool cool freaking design oh that's cool yeah and then uh my next beer which a bit which uh i don't know why but i got the biggest hankering for for a stout and got the oh yeah tailgate went with a local so tailgate the peanut butter uh stout uh
1: milk stout so good that's one of their flagships oh Oh, yeah
2: yeah. you know what you got to do
0: johnny you got to get that and mix Mm -hmm. it with their uh, vanilla cream ale no. Put, them, put them together. Make it a little like...
2: I'm <laughs> not gonna. <theater> <laughs>
0: it's delicious. Come on.
2: Oh, that sounds like so much sugar. Hell no. Or not sugar, <laughs> but so much sweet. Yeah, so yeah, much yeah. sweet. Let's go ahead and dive in. We have so much to talk about. So Adam... Pleasure for you to be on. We're so excited. Go ahead and tell us a little bit before we dive into uh, uh, Music City Brew Hubs, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about you. Kind of give us a little bit about your past and what led you up to here, a little synopsis of your life.
1: Sure. Um, I'm from Nashville, which uh, apparently these days is a unicorn. Uh, I actually go deep further deeper than that i'm actually from east nashville which is like a uh, oh. unicorn you uni- like crazy the yeah. <laughs> unicorns with the colors and everything um now i was born there in uh, 1982 uh on Golf street you know and if anybody knows anything about east nashville in 1982 that means like your family had no money right <laughs> uh, because now it's like one of the most expensive places in the city to buy a house or live or you know spend money but back then it was uh yeah, my mom was a waitress and my dad was busking on the streets he came down here from west virginia to try to make it you know like everybody else in like the late 70s and um grew up you know in the in the area uh let's see spent the last uh, you know uh, I started I, straight out of college. I came back to Nashville, started living downtown. And I, I worked in the hospitality and tourism sales field in Nashville for about 16 years. So yeah. I was doing hotels. I opened the Music City Center and did large market sales for them and then opened the West Hotel and worked with the Commission of Visitors Corporation Corporation for a, a you know a stint. And, um, you know, that was a lot of fun. And it was it was Fun, but at the same time, it was, you know, 10 suits and clean shaven and, you know, yes, man type mentality. That's, you know, what you needed to do to sell Nashville or at least the tourism uh, hospitality market. So one day I kind of got fed up and uh, literally threw all 10 suits in the closet and stopped shaving my face and cutting my hair. And uh, (laughs) I started to run a uh, high end bourbon and whiskey distillery tour company. Uh, so I was pegged to be the general manager of that. So we grew that business in Nashville uh, for about three years until the pandemic hit. And then obviously we all know what kind of happened to tourism. So we were knocked down, not just a peg, but quite a few of them. Um, so I saw an opportunity in that point to step away from hospitality and tourism because both of my kids were in virtual school because of the pandemic. So, uh, my wife was doing re- very well in her career and she wasn't slowing down. So I spent a year, um, uh, working on music city brew hop while my kids were in virtual school during the day on their computers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in between making breakfast and lunches and baths and everything else. But, uh, so it, it, it was cool. And it grew out of the pandemic of taking a year off and just kind of realizing what was next for me. Um, the way music city brew hop came about is in 2018, when we started that other bourbon and uh, whiskey tourism company, the international craft brewers conference was in Nashville for the first time. So that brought 17,000 craft brewers from all over the world in 2018 for a conference here that lasted five days. And I remember driving around downtown because I was still working in that downtown corridor and seeing this trolley that just said beer on the side or brewer. I can't, I can't even remember what it said, but I was so intrigued. I said, there's this trolley driving around. I went home and told my wife and the next day I woke up and I went and searched for that trolley and I literally pulled up behind it like a creep and jumped on that trolley. I was like, what are you guys doing? And they said they drove this thing in here on a flatbed truck from San Diego just to run uh, transportation for this conference in some kind of unique way. And immediately right then in 2018, a light bulb went off. And I said, well, why isn't there something like this here all the time? Right. So I've heard of, you know, beer tours before. We all have like in every city in America, there's a beer tour. You can go on Google and say, you know, beer tour. Birmingham, like you said, or beer tour Athens or beer tour Milwaukee. And they're all the same. And and I've done it a million times. It's, uh, you know, you get on this bus and they take you to three different breweries and you have the same flight as everybody else. at all three breweries spend about 45 minutes at each stop. And then you go home at last four hours. And we thought, man, if we're, you know, doing something like this and creating something that looks vintage and nostalgic and, and attractive, to people uh let's just run it all day and so that's kind of how music city brew hop came to bat to to be it it was you know it was trying to get it it was trying to connect people with breweries but also using that hop on hop off method that you see downtown with uh like old town trolley tours in nashville or gray line tours where they're giving educational things around nashville uh, we're just educating them on something a little different
0: <laughs> interesting yeah so so um, <laughs> my family was in town from Wisconsin recently, and I'm pretty sure they they just happened to be on your guy's um your guy's bus because I was talking to them, they're like, yeah, like basically it just kind of went around, and then every so often it would show back up at the brewery and you can either get on or wait till the next. Round. Yep. Is that kind of how
1: it works? It's exactly how it works. So that's awesome that they were probably on uh, one of our trolleys, I, I'm assuming, because uh, we're the only one actually uh, currently in the country that has this business model. Um, we've looked, we've talked to, we're, we're, we're friends with a lot of uh, beer tourism around the country and the states. And um, as far as we know, we're the only hop on, hop off, continuously running transportation again that never stops so what we do is we make a one-hour loop and there are seven stops on each of our uh routes and all seven stops for breweries so wherever we drop you off we're back in about an hour is what we like to say we have stop times but a couple minutes before a couple minutes after depending on everybody knows Nashville traffic kind of jams things up so um so that's it, and, and the best part about it is it's more of a choose your own brewery adventure, uh, and the fact that like you don't have to get off at the next stop; you can stay on and get off at the one after that, if that's you know the the type of brewery you're going to see, or if you really like one, you can stay two three hours. We're just back around on that one hour loop uh, from noon to seven every Friday through Sunday, uh, and then we cover fourteen breweries, so we cover up to two loops.
2: Okay, so do you have so so. Okay, so is there like two different circuits that are happening at the same time, basically, if you have four, so seven on each one, basically?
1: That is. Uh, In fact, we started in July of 2021 and ran uh, one trolley for a solid year. And then this, uh, in fact, two weeks ago, we celebrated our one-year anniversary by debuting our second trolley on the other that's side awesome. of town with seven other breweries to, to choose from. So uh, ultimately our goal is to try to figure out how to uh, connect them like a Chicago or New York train line, like to where you can hop off one and hop on the other. But it's, that's, again, everything is out into the future. Uh, but we are very proud that, yeah, well, now we have 14 brewery partners. We think they're all, absolutely different and unique in their own ways. And that's what we do is kind of showcase uh, the large guys, which are the ticket sellers, which bring people in and say, Hey, I traveled to Nashville for a beer destination like Bearded Iris, where I can get it in my own store, my own, you know, uh, liquor package store, liquor store, whatever in my, in my hometown. Southern Grist is another one. Um, there, There are big names, but then they draw in, people to take our tour and uh, discover things like uh, like a Barique Brewing or a Crazy Gnome uh, or a Fate La Force, which is you know, one of the newest breweries in Nashville. And it just showcases so much more than they were expecting.
2: I think you just said th- two or three breweries that I've never actually been to. So that automatically makes okay. you go, damn it. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: That's what we're here for. That is absolutely okay.
2: <laughs> uh, and, and real quick, just for my own understanding, is it only one trolley per circuit? So you have two circuits going, but one trolley.
1: Yes. Per, so okay. one trolley. So there's uh, uh, 22 seats on the trolley. Uh, we usually sell out about 80 people a day. Um, so Basically, when you think about it, if we, you know, we only depart downtown once a day and we return once a day. And that is uh, on purpose, Uh, just (laughs) because we are not uh, trying to associate ourselves with certain with a certain industry downtown. Although we kind of look like it. If you've seen our trolleys, you know, they're branded and they're they're cool, but they're enclosed and everything. But um, we sell out downtown one, you know with 20 seats and then it forces people to pick a brewery to start at. Mm -hmm. So if you think of it like two ways, one, a city bus for breweries, there's a bunch of stops Um, and uh, like a golf scramble, right? So people start at different holes. If you've ever seen or been a part of a golf scramble and they just kind of move around all day long In a different trajectory than another group So Mm -hmm. um, It is cool and we're able to sell out Right now about 80 is what we think That we can handle, we want to make sure that one There's seats on the trolley every time somebody is ready to board uh, People are comfortable We're not, you know, standing Or anything, so uh, there is one trolley On each loop, but they are uh, They're pretty proficient In what (laughs) they do That's awesome Yeah. Do you drive them? I did at first, uh, and I love doing it uh, any you know, anytime one of them needs maintenance or anytime, uh, somebody calls out last minute or, you know, things like that happen. So, uh, I actually relished the fact to jump on that thing and, and do what I did in the beginning. So for the first six weeks of music city brew hop, I did not have another employee, My wife was doing the books. I was driving. I had an 11 year old son who I paid 20 bucks a week to clean the windows and the floors. Uh, And then, you know, I, I was blessed enough to get, you know, a guy who's moving here from Washington, who's just blossomed in his role as like, basically, not only do we have trolley drivers, but they're in, in my opinion, they're entertainers. So they talk to them about the beers they suggest the places to go they you know give recommendations on other things to do in Nashville but they do it in a fun way because that's one thing that I learned uh doing the bourbon and whiskey tourism or you know any other kind of transportation is it's always boring man you get on these things and nobody's talking the guy's not talking to you you're interacting with your friends which is fun but man if you had like this person up front that was just a massive personality it just make enhances the experience so uh he's been with me for almost a year now and then we just um got another girl through training to drive the west west loop and uh she's coming into her own and it's just it really is special so that's another thing we want so many things like enjoy the breweries experience the city look out these cool trolley windows but also be comfortable every time you get on the trolley and and interact with that driver like they're your best friend um so that that's exactly what i wanted and i envisioned for this whole thing
0: yeah so that reminds me a little bit of like uh like when you go to disneyland on like the jungle cruise the the person on the on the controlling the whole thing is always like so animated they got to have like this whole thing and it really does like <clears throat> it adds so much it like it makes you want to come back especially if there's like a couple different people like you're saying you, you have the guy now you got the girl you can, yeah. like, get these different personalities and and I, it would make me want to do it multiple times
2: <laughs> yeah experience uh experiencing different things you
1: know yeah no they, they really changed the game and uh, again when i got on the trolley in the beginning i just I love talking to people and I love, you know, interacting with people. And I love the, the uh, differences between our trolley conductors is what we call them because they will give you shit. Like if you need to get shit, If, if you're, you know, if you're, in the five o'clock, six o'clock hour after we've been running for, you know, four or five hours, if your eyes start to go low, they'll bring them back up if they need to. Because we also teach social responsibility, which is how to handle somebody who is, you know, obviously consumed too much alcohol. Uh, thank God over the last year, we've run about 6,000 people on our 20 seat trolley, just the first one. And um, we didn't have an incident. so
2: Wow. Yeah, know. That you, is astounding to me. <laughs>
1: yeah. And we're extremely proud of that. And it's the fact that uh, people are more here to appreciate beer um, as opposed to binge drink it and fall off the side of an open air vehicle yeah. or uh, yeah. literally throw up, you know, in the Ryman Alley or something like that. Like, that's not what we're here for. Um you can't drink on our trolleys. We are kid and dog friendly uh, every single day that we run. Uh, we also provide bottled water. And again, like it, it's the social responsibility aspect is if we see somebody consuming a little too much, we're gonna uh, go ahead and one be friends with that person, and two, you know, politely explain to them. If we let the, you off this trolley at this next stop, that brewery is not gonna let you in. You're gonna be standing in the parking lot, and it doesn't look good for either of us because I won't be back for an hour. So why don't you stay on the trolley, drink some water, hang out with me. Let What's your favorite band? You know, is it uh, Prince? I mean, let's go ahead and put that out there. We'll play that for the next hour uh, and you just hang out with me and we'll catch up with everybody for the next hour. So it gives them a little bit of time to uh, sober up. We've never had to do that, but we, we train on it and we practice it quite a bit. But again, most people are just appreciating and uh, they're consuming water throughout the day and they're listening to us and they're eating because most of these breweries have food, you know. So um, we just want, you know, a safe, responsible product. Dr- obviously, drink responsibly, but drink more beer. It's all of our mottos. So we're trying to mix that together. I mean,
2: at the, at the same time, it, this, uh, an easy built-in DD and being, uh, being smart, responsible, but also being able to enjoy more than you normally would when you have to drive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I love that oh my god, I have so many questions. Uh first question, I'm just gonna dive in unless Brian you want to, but uh uh so was there a obviously there was a correlation between your hospitality background and everything to this. Uh give me a little a little bit of how that transition worked. I know that you had that one year break, but was it a little difficult going into this this uh more uh, kind of hard tourism rather than just hospitality? <laughs>
1: Yes. Uh, I can honestly say that I've never worked harder in my entire life. And uh, I mean, I spent a year, you know, when I was younger digging holes for a sign company and that's what I did eight hours a day is dig holes in the ground. So uh, it's just, basically hospitality came natural to me. It's like, you know, talking to people, making people feel comfortable about, you know, a not so ideal situation in their eyes and um, being able to sell Nashville, as a city because I was, so, I'm so, I was, and still, I'm so in love with the city right. and it's my goal to just be a small part of what brings people here because I want everybody to see it. Um, so moving from hospitality to tourism was, I don't know, difficult, but at the same time, uh, the transition is easy because they kind of work hand in hand. So, uh, you bring people here and then your hospital will do them. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it, but, um, the tourism aspect was just selling something uh, that was more of short term type deals. Right. So like you wanted to bring them here, you wanted to show them a great experience and you wanted them to leave because you had more people coming in. Um, you didn't get that much time to spend with them. You know, when I was with the music city center uh, or the West end hotel, you know, we're spending six months planning something on the phone and then, you know, an entire week together and then they go and I called that short term relationships. But now, we're really diving into short-term relationships here. So, um, but being able to uh, see everything and grow with the you know whiskey and bourbon tour company, it really allowed me to uh, use some of that knowledge towards you know what I'm doing now. Even though I had no idea, like we just created a concept and had no idea if it would work. Um, yeah. And apparently, it's it it's kind of worked or it's becoming popular and, you know, people are talking about it, which we love. And all we really wanted to do was build a brand for Nashville. You know, it's not a million million dollar idea. It's just something that we wanted to provide to the community because we thought it was needed. It was, uh, there are so many great places for craft beer in this town and so many people doing so many great things that we wanted to connect it all and be able to get people to it, as opposed to you come to Nashville and you Google, you know, breweries in Nashville and whoever pays the most SEO gets bumped up top and the little guys are still down low, but they're doing some incredible things. So what we wanted to do is connect the big guys and the little guys and, you know, provide an option for everyone. Um, and that's our goal is eventually to connect the entire town because we do currently we do fourteen breweries, seven on each loop, and right now there are thirty two breweries in Davidson County, uh, and they are continuing to rise. So, like, I think there's going to be thirty six by the end of the year. Wow! Um, so it's it's just it's become a big industry.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, I was just going to ask about so me and Johnny talk about this sometimes about the uh, the craft brew culture in general when i first moved here like uh eight years ago johnny i think nine or ten Um yeah uh we 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 talk about like there were a couple of the big ones i mean yazoo was obviously like the biggest and
2: blackstone i think it was here blackstone
0: uh-huh um but it, it didn't there wasn't it it was, like, okay, and, like, there weren't that many. It wasn't a lot going on. And I feel like literally just within the time that I've been here, it's just completely blown up. I mean, you as a native, um,
1: is, do you see that too, or, or did we? 100%. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. Since the time both of you have been here, that's when the explosion happens. So it's a great – honestly, a great 10 years or seven years to be in Nashville uh, right now because seeing – Back then, when you guys moved here, you're right. Yazoo, Blackstone, uh, Jackalope
2: Jackalope. was
1: here. Yeah, they were still they were here. Um, They were still kind of new, but um, they were here. Uh, Nashville uh, Brewing Company. um, They were they were doing some things back then.
2: Love Nashville. Um,
1: Um, And then and then the one that was downtown. I can't remember. It was like on first and Broadway. Rock Um, rock bottom. Uh, Rock rock bottom. bottom. Yeah, yeah. So you had literally four to choose from, right? (laughs) And then in 2015, between 2015 and 2017 is when the explosion happened. Yeah. And when you're getting breweries like, you know, Tennessee Brew Works, um, Tailgate moved here from San Diego in 2015, A Bearded Iris opens because, you know, the owner of that was... Yeah, one of the head brewers for um, Sweetwater 420, Atlanta, Georgia, comes up here and does his own thing. Southern Grist was 2015. Uh, I-, I think Smith & Lentz was one of the first ones in.
2: Southern Grist, that's uh, in East, right?
1: It is. They have actually have two locations now. So they have oh. one in East Nashville and one in the Nations in West Nashville.
2: Oh, okay. Yep, nice. Um,
1: Bearded Iris has two locations, one in Germantown and one down the Charlotte I- uh, West Corridor now, too.
2: Oh, yeah. I work right next to the one uh, right right by Germantown one.
1: Yeah. Um, but, those, I mean, those breweries, like, kind of paved the way, and they were some of the first. And And you start to think, like, man, what if... In 2015, if like Crazy Gnome or or Fela Force or Barique Brewing was doing things back then, would they have grown to where these other breweries are now? And the fun thing about this is you just get to see. So like in a couple of years, you know, is one of these places going to have a couple of locations? Are they going to be nationally known? Are they going to be distributing to eight states or, you know, like I'm just excited about it especially since uh you know some of these concepts like monday night brewing is coming here right they're based out of atlanta georgia or they're here they're based out of atlanta georgia uh, and they opened a tap room here um so i don't know if you guys have heard about this but in east nashville in the old mcgavick house off meridian street uh, good people is actually opening a brewery there in an old mansion really? like a historic mansion That's yeah and they're cool. out of they're out of Birmingham. Uh, high wire from, uh, Asheville, North Carolina is coming to basically the old jackalope spot in, uh, the Gulch. Wow. So like you keep your finger on this pulse of everything that's coming here and everything that's opening. And, uh, then you got to salute everything that's like closed and, uh, that was really good and it just didn't make it. So there, there's a rich history of it here. Um, But I think, you know, right now we're in the midst of a lot of history writing, especially for breweries. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, tell me a little, give me a little bit of your opinion. So I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So Mm -hmm. uh, that beer city, Calumstin Michigan, Beer City, USA. And I'm from San Diego,
0: from the other major (laughs) beer city.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we're big into beer. We've always been. Um, So I feel like those places have, have garnered that. That status, or I guess the the uh like 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 they 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 weren't something before, but then they started being kind of the beer city and you go to do beer. Nashville already had its its culture developed, I guess, as a kind of a party culture, music, whatever. So why is this beer culture all of a sudden taking over, not even taking over, but really inserting itself and becoming something prominent in this city? Like it's just kind of uh unique to me that a a place where people come to usually party and and throw down and all these things mm-hmm. like there's an actual like very high uh, mentality culture to to the beer that is in the city it's really unique and interesting
1: absolutely and I, I will say this and and a lot of my brewery partners won't agree with me but nothing is ever going to compare to the two cities that you guys mentioned um <laughs> just because like to me that's that's the the apex of, of everything. Um, there, there's a, a brewery called modern times in San Diego, California, that, uh, they are far way far beyond any of this stuff so far. <laughs> but, you know, with, with that being said, um, I, you know, it is hard and, and I completely agree with you. It's like, we've been monikered so many times, and it's almost impossible to overcome that, right? So Athens of the South, Buckle of the Bible Belt. Um, you know, we were actually Time Magazine's 2018 number one uh drinking city in America. So that might be wow. uh, kind of piggybacking, you know, off of that is fact the fact that you know we're we're starting to we're country music town, right? I like to say music city USA because it's all genres and not just country music, but let's be honest. When bachelorettes come here, they think we all wear cowboy hats and boots and drive trucks. And, you know, really, honestly, we look like all three of us. I mean, I can see you guys on zoom right now. Like nobody's doing that, but they think that it is, you know, it's happening. Um, and it's fun, and you know, downtown's like, you know, Redneck Disneyland. And I get it, man. That's why people come here. And but also when they come here, they start Googling things that they like from their town. So if they're coming from Michigan or they're coming from California, or they're coming from uh, like I say, the northeast of the Midwest predominantly, they're used to breweries in their towns because their towns don't have Nashville, right? So um they tend to gravitate what they're used to. And we're, uh, what we try to do is kind of like open that portal and say, here's something that's real cheap. It's cheaper than most things that you can get downtown. That's going to get you to what you're familiar with. And, um, a lot of, a lot of people like that, but what we're trying to do ultimately to circle back around is, uh, put Nashville on the map for something else. And that is beer. And whether that's underground at this point or that's indie or whatever, you know, we're always going to be overshadowed by country music. And we're always going to be overshadowed by honky tonks and neon lights. And this is why people come to Nashville. Um, but we're going to fight to make sure that people know that, man, there's some damn good brewing going on in this town. And yeah you know, the trajectory on craft beer is going nothing but up. Uh, Like I said in the beginning, this podcast where we sprinkled in a couple of times, like bourbon and whiskey and craft beer is on this trajectory that's not going to stop. And it's because people started back in college and they were homebrewing and stuff. And some people actually figured it out. And then once you figure out the business side of it, like you put those two together and, you know, lease a building and then all of a sudden you've got people just out the door for your beer. So once I started seeing that and I, I, that's when, like when in the beginning it was like, all right, cool. We have, you know, bearded Irish just came on the scene or Southern grist just came on the scene, but is this enough to sustain, you know, running a, a, a very old diesel trolley around for eight hours a day uh, and, you know, burning up the gas on that Uh, but as soon as some of these things started popping up and we started seeing awards coming in for these breweries and like national recognition, we were like, dude, we've got to, we've got to connect this and put the big ones on the map, the small ones on the map that, you know, the small ones are doing as good of craft, uh, creations as the big ones. So, um, yeah, again, we're just here to try to, try to connect all of these because one of Again, sometimes I ramble and I apologize about that if I do, but, uh, another thing that I love about craft beer, especially in this town in Nashville is that none of these guys are competing with each other, right? So they're all friends. They all brew together. They all collaborate. They all talk about it all the time. None, none of this is competition for any of them. So it just made even more sense to put vehicles on the road to connect people with them because they aren't mad that we're taking 20 people out of their brewery. They're happy that we're putting 20 more in the next hour and they're turning over tables and you're getting even more exposure. So when these people decide to make their plans to come back to Nashville for another vacation, they've already found where they want to go because they remember that last time they loved these people's beer.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. That's like, <clears throat> like the whole thing about Nashville, I think, so when i first moved here one of like like going back to hospitality hospitality like southern hospitality like you came here and it's like everyone was just so damn friendly (laughs) i wasn't used to it to tell you the truth In, in california people just like look forward like i don't know like there's lots of nice people once you talk to them but generally like people would just randomly start conversations with me. And I was like, this is not, I'm not used to this, but, <laughs> but, I, but I, but I love it. And it's like what you're doing. Um, and then like, so I moved here to be a songwriter and like the songwriting culture is the same way where like everyone wants to help each other. They're like, Oh man, you'd be great writing with this guy. Like they, they're not like, so, and, and it's cool that it's, it pours over, I think into every aspect of, um, Everything, (laughs) I think in Nashville, Nashville. yeah, Yeah. and even like breweries and and what, and what you're doing.
2: I mean to Adam's point, you were saying, like, we know we witnessed that when uh we because again, we just recently did the bacon, eggs, and cakes, we just talked about it, and then the the, the predators uh brew fest. Mm-hmm. And everybody it's just the mo everybody's so happy to be together doing things. It's yeah. not like somebody being like, come over here, come over here. Everybody's just like, try that one, try this, try yeah, here, yeah, let's yeah. go. It's it's really interesting that yeah, there's like very little like actual like competitive nature to it it's it's a very unique thing
1: which is awesome uh, it really is yeah
2: oh yeah which i mean how yeah and, and it really fits into your business model which i guess would also uh like like i it makes you think of this question so when you started developing uh uh, the business model and and the route and choosing the breweries i mean i'm based on you and who you are i'm sure you'd throw every single brewery you could on there if you were able to but um what was your process of of kind of narrowing down and choosing the route and choosing the 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 breweries are going to be on there obviously like i said if you could you'd have them all on there but i'm sure Sure. there had to be a a culling process
1: no i mean there's a lot that we would definitely have on our loop if we could, I mean for for instance, like you know Yazoo holds the an anchor in Nashville in some people's opinion, and but it's since they, moved, Madison. they had moved to Madison, <laughs> yeah. hey, which is uh awesome for me because it's exactly three point uh, eight four miles from my house, so I'm less nice. than a mile from Yazoo uh,
2: Brian's very close too yeah, yeah.
1: so um. But no, like when we, when I first started doing this, I, you know, I had a couple in mind and I had, you know, some friends at a brewery and my wife was an accountant for uh, a brewery in Nashville. And uh, we knew who we wanted on. we just had to figure out how to bring everything else together. So um, for example, when we first started Monday night, brewing wasn't in Nashville. So they weren't even on our, our loop, but, we, you know, made a decision based on, you know, I, I knew where some, the proximity of some of them were. So I drove this route It's 15.2 miles in East Nashville, the East Nashville, Inglewood, Germantown route. And I drove this route cause I knew the breweries, you know, kind of proximity, it kind of looks like a circle when I first looked at it. And I was like, man, this could be like a, a, for real thing, like a hop on hop off loop. And, I started driving, I drove it 27 times in different, um, times of day, different days of the week, different traffic patterns, uh, just to make sure those stop times would actually work. Because as we know, you know, things are different in the summer versus in the uh, school year when we have school zones to go through or like when big events are happening on Saturdays, you know, and, uh, in the downtown area. And there were some specific, specific ones that we wanted to highlight. So, um, you know, we picked a few out and, you know, we tested them and, you know, not all of them worked and, and it, you know, in one way or another, you know, one brewery changed their concept from a brewery to a restaurant type atmosphere. So it wasn't ideal for us to be dropping off 20 people every hour, you know, so we had to make an adjustment there or change a brewery. And then one of them, um, it, it just, the traffic, pattern visit didn't really work with our concept so uh luckily enough we got to keep the one you know our flagships and we think we've created something um in east nashville for the past year that has really worked and people really enjoy and gravitate to and that's you know it, it starts with crazy known which is the smallest brewery on the the loop uh into tailgate, which is, you know, they moved here from San Diego. They've got five locations in Tennessee now. Uh, Then you go to Southern Grist, who's, you know, kind of more higher end craft and and they've created this uh, almost high end New York diner style brewery in East Nashville, um, which is, you know, just highlights their, their food, which they, they brought on a restaurant called Lauder, which does incredible stuff with food. And then you go to East Nashville beer works off, off Trinity lane and, to me, like it's got one of the best atmospheres I've ever been to in a brewery, not only because I have kids and they have a playground with a fence that you can literally throw them behind and stand on the other side of it. Uh, <laughs> but like they have a dog entrance and they're currently building a stage for bands and like the inside with air conditioning and TVs. And it's just, that's a fun atmosphere. And you go down to bearded Iris, which is, you know, kind of a flagship known for IPAs and just a heavy hitter in Nashville. Over to Monday Night, who's this new concept for the last 11 months has really worked in, you know, an old meat packing plant in our new off development right off Cumberland River. Uh, it's beautiful over there, too, uh, if you've never been to Monday Night. And oh, then yeah. you, the stop seven is Barique Brewing, which to me, they're doing one of the most youth, unique things in the country, if not the world, with the way that they, you know, ferment, Uh, Sour uh, barrel aged sour beers You went to
2: that Brian right Yeah I told told you about
1: about that one It's one of my
0: favorites for sours So good
1: If if you have not been to Barrique I, I would suggest it Now I will tell you And they'll kill me If they listen to this podcast They don't have air conditioning And they don't have heat uh, because it is a true working factory. So, yes. right now, uh, right now, it's a little bit warm outside, but man, they have a great airflow system, is what I call it. They open the front door and back door and throw in a ton of fans, uh, and it makes it great. And honestly, I don't even feel the air anymore because the atmosphere is so unique and uh, you're surrounded with barrels, and they're doing something that, you know, again used to remind me of the original Funkatorium in Wicked or at Wicked Weed in Nashville, North Carolina uh, but I think these guys are doing it better honestly so and they, and they have a little bit of a different process oh, wait, there we go I literally just <laughs> was
2: drinking Wicked Weed <laughs> when you mentioned that I was like oh hey look at that <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, in this new route, the same thing, man, we, we drove the route. We knew kind of the breweries. We There was one big one and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, that we wanted on that new route, but we couldn't get it launched quick enough, which was, uh, I don't know if you guys heard of this, but various artists brewing, um, in oh. yeah, in various artists was here for about three years and they did some incredible things with beer, uh, they had amazing sandwiches. They had amazing, amazing little atmosphere, but they just uh, up one day just kind of vanished, and, and it kind of broke my heart. But it allowed for uh, a company like Fale of Force, which is one of the newest breweries in Nashville. If you haven't checked it out, it's in Chestnut Hill. You should go over there and check those guys out. They're doing great stuff. But, again, trying to highlight local, and that's what we want to do because – at Music City Brew Hop, we run about 60% local and 40% tourism. And that's why we, my wife and I built this was for locals. Uh, it was not for uh, the crowds downtown and everything like that. Uh, we wanted people to celebrate their birthdays and come have you know fun. And we, initially we ran a promotion, which was a lifetime member pass. Uh, and we sold out of those pretty quick. So it, it's, it's a way to get from one side of the city to the other. Uh, On a cool vintage trawler,
0: yeah. God, Johnny, we need to do this. I
2: literally was saying, (laughs) so (laughs) I was literally thinking, like, we can just start in Germantown because I work at the Optimist, so I'm like right next to. Yeah, so I'm like, oh shit, we can just start right there and just go. It would be perfect. (laughs)
1: <laughs> let me know when you guys want to come on oh yeah, we're so gonna be have doing my it. contact
2: <laughs> oh don't worry we'll probably do it soon but oh we're excited shit oh good god dude you give me you've just in this hour you've dropped so much more information about the beer scene in nashville than i've ever had in my life
0: At, or that we've t- talked about like like you yeah. said we always throw it in a little bit but yeah, this has been yeah. awesome to actually like deep dive. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: well, we're hitting about the hour mark. Um, so I think we'll, we'll start. I mean, Brian, do you have any other questions that you'd like to throw in? Oh man.
0: Um. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, I feel like we can just keep talking, but... Um, yeah, you know, we we could right, talk for another time, hour, so, but, but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, I think I have one more question, but but before then, anything else you'd like to mention? Or we'll, we'll do plugs after, but anything else you'd like to talk about before we, we uh, go to the last question?
1: Um, no, I mean, um, it, it has been a learning experience growing this business and we want yeah. to take this into the future and um so we're we're excited about what we can create about new loops that we can bring on um again all of our trolleys and, and this is actually fun uh so all of our trolleys actually come from gallenburg tennessee yeah.
2: um, oh. not
1: a lot of people know this but uh When a city owns a vehicle, which Gatlinburg buys these trolleys and uses them for city buses up there. If you guys have ever been to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, they have mountains and bears and trees like muraled on the side of them. And it's like this brand of Gatlinburg, right? So when a city owns a vehicle, they can only keep it to uh, 10 years or 200,000 miles because of like insurance purposes. but. Ah. Uh, my dad always told me when i was young that like a diesel engine will run to a million miles if you keep it serviced correctly so we get these uh trolleys after they're quote-unquote retired from gatlinburg and rebrand them uh and one of our trolleys is trolley parton and the other one's trolley daniels to obviously <laughs> stay on theme um, amazing yeah <laughs> I love and we always we always like to say that Charlie Parton, uh, the way she came to be named is, you know, obviously that uh, the trolley came from a stone so away from where the greatest Tennessean to ever live who's currently still living is from. So uh, in honor of that, we named her Charlie Parton and then. Uh, Charlie Daniels just kind of rolled off the tongue. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, that is so perfect. If, if we get another one, we have no idea where we're going because it's it, you know, see,
2: we, we learned this a long time ago. When you start making puns for things, yeah. you run out of them real fast, yeah. it's it real hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely right.
0: We try to name every episode with a pun, and it lasted maybe 15 episodes, <laughs> maybe. And then we're like, all right, fuck nah, this we're whatever. moving.
2: <laughs> That's oh, that's funny. Well, um, I, this might be a Nolan void question. This is gonna be my last one before we do our 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 uh, our the, the plugs and everything. But since you had already said that you have not had an incident really since you started, I was gonna ask: Do you have any fun story, like a, a story that is like fun, crazy, interesting from your time driving? Or, like I'm sure there's something, but uh, or, or anything
0: there? in the hospitality since you worked many hospitals. Oh, fair. Guess, we can go yeah.
2: that far in if you want. Fun, but, like kind
0: oh. of drinking
1: maybe (laughs) yeah i mean as far as on the trolley you're gonna have to hop on there and ask my drivers they 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 have have seen it they tell me after you know they get they get done with their shift or their work and uh sometimes i forget these stories but they they have seen some crazy things on there uh I haven't necessarily yet, but I'm assuming, you know, it, like anything, it's going to come. Right. Oh, yeah. um, I mean obviously seen people there's stairs to get up to the trolley, you know, the floor and I've seen people fall, you know, down the stairs and they get up and they try to, you know, they're embarrassed for themselves. They quickly, you know, dust themselves off. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, that did not look fine. Uh, <laughs> but Hey, you know, uh, uh Shameless plug here. We do have uh, first aid kits on board and we're going to help you out. Uh, the tip is usually huge after something like that happens and we <laughs> clean up some blood. Um, I don't know. As far as the hospitality days, I did work at Lowe's Vanderbilt Hotel for about five years. That's uh-huh. like where all the celebrities stayed. So that was Ooh. a fun time of my life because. You know, everything from, you know, standing in the, the back hallway or behind the scenes and having to stand still for a drug sniffing or a bomb sniffing dog to come back as the president's about to walk by or like wow. seeing Barack Obama speak in a, a banquet hall uh, through two year three years before he became president was unbelievable because oh, you had good. no idea. Right. So. Uh, I got to shake B.B. King's hand. I was—I wow. was actually uh, one an, another cool one was uh, Roger Clemens was sitting at the bar having a drink at that hotel. And I appreciate saying this uh, when it scrolled across the screen on the the news that he was kind of in trouble for steroids. Like he was finding out oh. with everybody else, oh and he no. was sitting right there.
0: Uh,
1: it was like some of those store like that. That hotel was like hotel Hollywood for Nashville. (laughs) Uh, and I I was lucky enough to just work there. So, uh, that is Nashville does have those stories, man. Like this is the town for so many things to happen and so much like the cool thing and and the, and the underwritten role of, you don't, talk to celebrities or you don't you know go up to them and like freak out or geek out and that's probably why most of them don't hang out downtown (laughs) is because that's what it's becoming right um but it, it again this not only like working in hospitality or working in tourism but just living in this town my entire life you really uh take for granted like the cool shit you see like on a daily basis um it really is a special place and Again, that's that's why I', you know, don't ever want to leave and want to promote it as much as possible and want as many people to come here. Don't move here. Just come here and spend money and then go home. Yeah, right?
0: Um,
1: just visit. Come on. You're the reason I can't afford anything else in this town anymore. <laughs> so I'm stuck in my house for quite a while until this market changes. But, yeah, don't move here. Just come here and spend a ton of money and then go home like four days later. But, uh, then, but
2: especially in your business because then you can go out and do things, you know? Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, our, our tickets are cheap, though. So <laughs> oh,
2: I love it. Oh, man. Well, Adam, you've been incredible honestly i feel like this normal like some of the interviews like the hour it feels like oh my god how are we gonna fill an hour of this this was so natural you were incredible jesus i could go for another hour uh but we gotta get rolling uh brian anything else before the plugs um no let's let's hear uh all the plugs yeah i mean we've been talking about it for an hour but go ahead and tell uh everybody where to find you where to look what to do and sure. uh and everything
1: uh yeah so so uh, music city I mean, it, it's, it's very simple. Our tickets are only $39 for an all day pass. And here's a big plug for the podcast. It's like all locals. We always run a local promo code. It's just uh capital L O C A L. And then number six, one, five local six, one, five, it'll get you $6 and 15 cents off a ticket every day. Um, nice. So definitely take advantage of that. Uh, At Music City Brew Hop on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you do your social media. We try to keep up with it. It's it's excruciating if you don't know. Um, (laughs) Oh, you know very well. I definitely have to plug it. Like it's not excruciating to follow us and it's fun to, you know, see some of the graphics and highlights, but it's excruciating to run it just so you guys know. So please like it and follow it and do whatever. But yeah, man, musiccitybrewhop.com. We've got two loops to choose from. We run every, uh noon to seven every Friday through Sunday. And then we also have private rentals available. Uh, just hit us up.
2: Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, Adam, Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I'm so happy you. you reached out. This is such an incredible interview. And like you said, it's just so much more about beer and the beer culture. We're really excited
1: about it. Yeah, let me know when you guys want to come on. Uh, always happy to have you. So oh, I well, might then. even jump on with you. I never do the thing myself. That's the the one Dude, Al, thing I like gonna,
0: <laughs> I was going to say, like, you got you to join us if we
2: go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll for fun. sure do that. Cool. awesome well, thanks adam. Bro,
2: adam thank you so much i know we appreciate you being on and for the kind words we're really excited
1: all right well thank you guys all
2: right man all right. you've been awesome thank have you so much night. for being on you yeah, have a phenomenal evening
1: yeah we'll y'all have a good you one soon all right see yeah. ya
2: see ya oh man adam that dude was awesome yeah God. a lot of fun Yeah, a lot of information, like, seriously, there's so much uh, beer culture in Nashville, and he had all of it just in the palm of his hands, just wild.
0: Yeah, I think, I was thinking, like, sometimes people just take advantage of a situation, like, oh, you know, there's breweries, and lots of people come, like, I'm gonna buy a bus, like what all these party buses do, but for him it was it's a passion i could like oh, it's, a, it's part of his yeah his mentality the way he was talking about all the breweries and their histories i'm like nah this is more than just like it's more money. than just a business or a money yeah. thing he's like he really loves the culture and i like this so that was a lot of fun
2: yeah it's cool i'm excited to join it i i mean i Me literally too. was just, it was funny because we both i feel like at the same time I have the moment of being like we got to just do it one day Yeah, yeah just go that would be fun An all-day drink day, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. But, Uh, bro. Bro. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Bitch. All right, friends friends first off uh instagram is going nuts we are doing a bunch of awesome things uh thank you debbie for for pumping that up we are so please go follow us on instagram you're gonna get a lot more info a lot more uh things happening we even have some giveaways happening which is fun so make sure to join us and follow us so that you can be able to be part of all of that um Make sure to, if you on Instagram also, we have the link to go f- get our merch. We have our merch up and running. Please go get it. Uh, we have some awesome, from t-shirts to tank tops to sweaters to pillows to glasses to... You name it, we got it on there. Uh, so make sure to go do that. And lastly, please give us them five star reviews and those, uh, and those sweet, sweet, uh, 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 uh what, what, what do you call that? Uh, reviews there on uh, iTunes podcasts. That'd be great. Hell yeah. You know, that good stuff.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
2: But yeah, Brian, I know you're sick. You know what you can't do when you're sick? Uh, go to school. You can't go to school, but you know what you can do. I could I could drink with us. Yeah, you can. And you know what? You learn with us and you can drink with us. Ah. <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> Guys, that thank works. you so much for listening. You have a great night. Cheers. Peace. Cheers. Cheers.